0: Perhaps the most recognizable of figures in legend and lore is the witch.
1: You probably already have an image of what a witch is in your head, right?
0: Well, I I'm thinking, you know, the wicked witch of the west and from the Wizard of Oz, you know, green skin, crooked pointy nose. hat, crooked nose, and then floors. Yeah, and then Halloween decorations when they have the warts on their face and they're <laughs> They laugh like that's perfect. Like a...
1: <laughs> laugh <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, you know, it's uh, common in pop culture to portray a witch that way. But the story behind this witch in the Hudson Valley describes something closer to a trickster, almost a poltergeist-type character.
1: Sit down and listen as master storyteller Jonathan Crook tells us the story of the Catskill Mountain Witch.
0: Are the lights on? Good. Welcome to Listen with the Lights On. I'm Jessica Blaustein Marshall.
1: And I'm Patrick Garrett. Can you tell us the story of the
2: Witch of the Catskill Mountains? Yes, but uh, hold on to your seats. The, The legend of the Catskill Mountain Witch begins in ancient times. Around winter fires, the wise ones warned the warriors to... Take care when they went to the high precipices of these the the mountains of the native folk. Yes, they could find bear and magnificent deer, wolf, even wild cats, but they also might find a mischief-maker, a trickster, an ancient woman who, sometimes it was said, would reach up and pull pieces off from the moon and carve them into little slivers and throw them into the sky. So you can see a bit of idleness in this spirit. The wise ones would warn, this witch of the Catskills, she will create out of branches and leaves and bark and some element of her own magic a creature you will want to hunt a huge bear who seems to have grown just lazy enough to let your arrow find its way to its body or a magnificent deer with meat to provide for a month back here do Beware, young man, for this could be the witch who will create that image, and then you'll be stalking along, getting closer and closer, and just as you're about to draw back your arrow, you'll think, One more step, and when you take that step, oh, you fall down until you become a Manitou, a spirit. Like her. So, with this, the Huntsmen in the Ontieras, we now call the Catskills, took great care where they put down their moccasins. But this only provoked the witch into setting out drinking gourds, which the hunters would do for one another. They'd fill one with water and maybe fill another for a companion, and then they'd place it at a location where they knew twould be a distance for the warrior next to travel. And the parched warrior would Come along and find among the crags and the trees and the fern this drinking gourd, a skin, maybe a bladder, filled with water, and as soon as he goes to pick it up, whoosh, 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 a raging torrent comes bursting forth from the stones, washing him away, maybe breaking his bones and leaving him far more miserable than just wanting for water. This is the handiwork of the Catskill "'Mountain Witch.' "'And finally, "'twas said she was the one who, "'after Rip Van Winkle, "'had been misled by a gathering of Henry Hudson's lost crew "'for their twenty-year drinking of these these, uh, strange beers. "'And when Rip drank of the beer, "'he slept for those twenty years, "'and he went back to where he had seen "'these little dwarfish fellows.' Hudson's crew engaged in a game of ninepins. When he returned to the spot, he found one of these gushing torrents created by the Catskill Mountain Witch. And who's to say, when you hike through these places, don't you happen upon recent freshets, torrents, or as the Dutch called them, kills? Which you think, this wasn't here before. It just appeared. Well, it just appeared with help from the Catskill Mountain Witch. And there is her tale.
0: Wow, she's a mischief maker, too. Oh, she <laughs> is indeed. Now, did this story, because it's obviously tied to Washington Irving, because you made reference to Rip Van Winkle, mm-hmm. did this come from Washington Irving? That The witch? Was that his?
2: It really existed before. It may not have been described as a witch, but... The native people may have just said a, um, they probably used a different word. I'm not entirely sure what they would have said, but she would have been more of a, a trickster a, to kind of keep you alert when you're out hunting. So he again may have certainly picked up on that and was a great sponge for all of the regions, you know, local lore, regional lore. And then he was the one he incorporated it into Rip Van Winkle, which really he borrowed from an old German fairy tale in in some places almost verbatim but he was masterful at weaving in the local folk the local the Dutch the uh, American Revolution all of the times so that's where you know he really comes in
0: That's interesting. It doesn't sound like your traditional witch story.
2: Yes, it's not. I think, and that's sort of the native thing, the trickster element there of making these freshets. And she doesn't deliberately set out to kill the hunters. She's just testing them, really. So she's, you know, a, a Manitou, and the natives have great traditions of having these tricksters who are who appear to keep us on our toes.
0: And the element of the trickster being involved in some of the landscape,
2: yes, forming you know,
0: it, the topography, and then the rivers and the kills and stuff. Yeah, that, that is really interesting element it of it. It is it's a good yeah. way to explain yes. <laughs> some of the stuff. For yeah,
2: it. it's um, it kind of appears at the very end of the of Rip Van Winkle. And it's sometimes used to explain the magnificent Catterskill Falls, but I almost think there's some other deeper tale explaining how how they came about because it's almost like at the end of Irving, I think, includes it almost like a little add-on there. And really I find every hill and hollow and kill along the Hudson, you know, between Albany and Lower Westchester has these stories, and some theories, one put out by a, an author her name is Richardson, it's about the, the ghost stories and why they're prevalent here, and she contends they well up like the Catskill Mountain Witches' streams because it's as if, in our collective consciousness, we do not want to forget the history that's just gone on. And there are so many layers here that these stories of ghosts and spirits just force themselves upon us. Just when we think they're getting forgotten, they begin to reemerge. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like the, our whole region, from the Hudson
1: Valley all the way across New England, there seems to be just a rich amount of tales in the area well, I mean, there's obviously you go further west it's newer settlements and it's probably more older tales like native tales. But it seems like a lot comes here
2: from European settlements. It, it does. And I've looked into it. And again, this um, this writer, she looked at a, one of the sources that I use. It's a book by Skinner, and it's called something like Myths and Legends of Our Time. It was written in the 1890s. And it's an anthology of stories really kind of across the country, but a preponderance of them are from the Hudson Valley and New England's a close second. We always think of folklore really coming from the South, like you know, Charleston, South Carolina, mm-hmm. Louisiana, New Orleans, or, you know, Br'er Rabbit Tales out of Georgia, and the South is like, or Texas with all the tall tales, but the Hudson Valley gives all of these places a run for their money, and I contend offers even more because it, it, it really shaped American history because it was here before a lot of those other places were really getting underway. And plus, it's, you know, unique with the Dutch influence here as well
0: yes i've always thought you know and, and to your point about traveling out west i never felt the same sense of of lore that i did you know exactly. traveling around this region out in california out in, you know utah and arizona with the, those massive like orange rock formations yeah. you don't get the same vibe that you do just taking the train down the hudson river
2: yeah or, you for even sailing or exactly and there are stories out in the west and they're wonderful there's the or origin of the tall tales but there are fewer and more far between.
0: No, you, I read you were born in Texas, right?
2: But I just lived there long enough to get from the local bank a certificate allowing me to practice the fine art of the tall tale. And it was mm-hmm. signed by Skipper Wagon Tongue or something to that effect. <laughs> But then I quickly, you know, ended up moving. Um, I was an army brat, so that's why I lived in Texas, and I you know lived in outside of Buffalo and a few places, and then mo- mostly in the uh, the Lower Hudson Valley.
1: Thanks for joining us. Listen with the lights on is a production of WAMC. Our theme music is "Grizzly Reminder" by Midnight Syndicate. For more spine tingling tales, check out our podcast or head over to wamc.org.